0: Good morning. It's my pleasure to be with you today and bring you greetings from your brothers and sisters from the Presbyterian Church of Egypt, of its 400 churches and about three quarters of million, and also with uh, greetings of 10 million Egyptians who are uh, in Egypt. Reverend Richard, are you? Will you come? Oh, why? When I when. Uh, remember richard and brian were in egypt uh, he he preached in english and i interpreted to him into arabic so, so now this is the time for us to do vice versa <laughs> this is fair enough <laughs> but uh if you cannot do it then brian because brian came three four times or I'll speak in tongues and you carry the responsibility of that. The journey so far. God, in one moment, brought His people to a certain place and started to talk to them about the journey so far. Where we have been, who we are now, and what we should do after so this is a stop to look back to look now and to look forward and it's very important in the journey of god's people many times he made these pauses, these, these stops these evaluations of the journey so far with his people many times when they were going Out of of Egypt, when they were going to to the the promised land, uh, in the time of when they want to to choose a king, in the uh, the exile, and so on. And in our life and our journey, with our Lord, many times He stops us and tells us, "Look around, see where you are, where you have been, who you are now, and what are we going?" To do, and we do this uh, quite frequently in our churches, in in every Sunday, in every New Year, in our birthdays, some hard circumstances in our life. God stops us and tells us who you are and what you are going to do. So here we will. I'll talk into three points. Very Presbyterian sermon. Three points and maybe two remarks in the end. First, look back. Look back. God tells Moses to tell the Israelite about what was in the past. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt. You see my wonders. You see my salvation. My people look less than three months ago. You were slaves. You were in depression. You were under persecution. Your babies were killed. You were in mud. My people remember what I did to you. I heard your cry and I came down to save you. So look behind. Look what I did to Egypt Egypt, and how I, I carried you in eagle's wings. I did miracles with you. I saved you. And in our journey with God, God wants us to look back, to see who we are, what did we do in the past? We were like the Israelites. We were slaves for our sins, for the world, for our, ourselves, for the evil one. We were slaves. We were in darkness, in slavery. But He came through His love and through His grace and interfered to the scene, and He saved us. He gave us His great salvation in Christ Jesus. And in this salvation, He gave us the forgiveness of sins. He gave us the freedom. He gave us the Holy Spirit to live in us. He gave us eternal life, grace. He made us members of His body. He is giving great taking care of us and our needs. He saved us. And this is the past. But also, what should we do for the past? For the past, we should give thanks and praise to Him because what He did for us. When we look in the past, let us not to neglect this moment, not to forget what we have in Christ. Some people, they, they don't they don't think of that moment and they forget that they are chosen people. They are the treasure of God. and They behave as if they were not saved. From the other hand, there are people who are freezing their life at this moment when they once received Christ. And they stay there in this place in this moment. Without any kind of progress in their journey with God. They are, as the Bible said, they are like children, like babies. Drink milk. They don't have the, 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 the food for those who are adults. God wants us to grow in our journey with Him. In discipleship in following Him fully in our life, in serving Him as His people. So look back and evaluate your situation, O my people. Then, second, look now. Here in verse uh, 5, it tells him, Now, now. If you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasure position. I brought you to to mine. I made a covenant with you. This is God's strategy to reach out the world. His strategy is to choose a small group of people whom he put his name Upon, and whom he will use to be his tool to reach out to the world. He did this with Abraham. He chose him. He blessed him. He asked him to be a blessing for nations. He did this with the Israelites here. And he chose them for the earth. I'll talk about that. And also, when they failed, he chose the church. A small group of people to be his tool to reach out to the world. So, God is choosing them, but for a purpose. If you you look with me, at the end of of, uh, verse uh, verse 5, it says, Although the whole earth is mine. In uh, another translation, it says, because the whole earth is mine. Or for the whole earth is mine. Mine. So, God is not choosing His people just to bless them, but because He has something to give to the world. And this this sentence is very important. This phrase is very important. If we take it from the passage, it could go straight. But the, the Holy Spirit put this to remind the people, to remind us of... Our duty in this world. It it could go like that. Uh, uh, Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then all nations, out of all nations, you will be my treasured position. You will be for me a kingdom of priests and so on. But the Holy Spirit put this because He wants to remind us of our role. God wants to reach out the whole earth. You are mine, my people, but also the earth is mine. The nation, the people around you also, I love them and I want to reach out to them. But he tells them here about at least two roles they should play when they are going to in their relationship between God and the earth. It says you will be for me a kingdom of priests. A kingdom of priests. This came before God made the order of priesthood of Aaron and all that, the things that came after that in, in uh, Exodus and Leviticus later on. It doesn't talk about some people who do practice The priestly role from uh, uh, the uh, tribe of uh, Leviticus. No. He spoke about the whole people, the whole nation, the whole church to be for the world, for the nations to be a nation or a kingdom of priests. What does it mean? The priest plays a very important role. Very simple. The priest is playing the role of filling the gap or of bringing the earth to heaven and bringing heaven to earth. So the priest brings the sins, the problems, the sufferings of people and carrying them upon his shoulder in the presence of God with the sacrifice. And here, there in, in the presence of God He intercedes about these needs and asks God for His mercy, for His love, for His forgiveness. And in the presence of God, He hears the assurance of forgiveness. He hears the good news of love and mercy. And He brings down this good news to the people. People, God hears. God is love. God loves you. There is hope. You. This is very simple explanation of the role of the priest. It's a role outside of ourselves. It's a role outside of the church. Like Abraham, when he intercedes about Sodom and Gomorrah, God wants to destroy this, but Abraham came and he bargained with God about this. He he stayed in the gap between the earth. and and God. Also, Paul understood his role, his ministry among the Gentiles in the same way. If you uh, look with me at Romans chapter 15. Romans uh, 15 verses uh, 15 and 16. I have written to you quite boldly on some points, as if to remind you of them again. Because of the grace God gave me. What is this grace, Paul? To be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles with the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. So Paul understood his role here as a priest, to proclaim the good news, bringing the good news from God, and also to let the offerings of the, the Gentiles to be acceptable to God. And this is the role of the church. That we go to the people seeing their needs. The sick, the addicted, the vulnerable, the poor, the refugees, all of these needy people. Who cares for them? The church should. And this is the duty of the church. And who brings their offerings, their sufferings, their hardness, In front of God. This is the church. Through its prayers. Through its. uh, uh, Taking care of, of these. Through supporting people. Who are working among these people. This is the role of. The church. Also. As they are doing that. As priests. Going out to the world. God tells his people about another rule. So, he says, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. A holy nation. I, When I grow up, I was thinking that being holy, meaning somebody who is humble, who uh, he, he, he walks be- beside the wall. He doesn't make any noise. He's so kind. His hands are soft and that's it. But when I I studied God's word, I found that me being holy means that being different. You are different. You are set set aside. You are separated from others. You are special. Because we worship a different and special God, He wants us to be different and special people. In Leviticus chapter 19, He speaks about, Be holy as I am holy, the Lord says. And in this chapter, He talks about being different in everything. Being different from the world in your relationships, in your worship for one God, in your care for the Uh, strangers, for widows, for poor, to to be honest in your talks and in your uh, works, to to be just in your judgments, to respect others, not to take revenge, to be pure in your relationships, to keep the environment around you. All of this in in, in this uh, chapter. It means that you should carry different values than the values the world is imposing to you, the values of the kingdom of God. And can I add to that also? We should be different in all of of the things we are doing in our life. In our reactions, we should be different. We should be different. In Egypt, Pastor Richard shared with you about the depression that the church is going on uh, in the last few years. That many killings happened. That in 2013, when the army came to uh, demonstrations in, 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 in Egypt with uh, fundamental Muslims and evacuated this, and many people were killed. The reaction of these groups that they went to churches and they burned about 81 churches, and they burned institutions like schools and orphanages and. A boat that the American mission used for ministry and so on. This was their reaction. But when it came to Christians and bombs happened in three churches, one, two of them in, in Palm Sunday, and in each one about 30 people were killed, and another one a few weeks before that in the, the big cathedral in, in Cairo, and in a bus which was uh, going to a monastery, and about 30 people were killed in that. Without denying their faith, they asked them to deny their faith to, and become Muslim. They refused, and they were killed because of their faith. What was the reaction of the burning and killing? What was the reaction? We have weapons. We have weapons to use, and we used our weapons as Christians. And our weapons were love, forgiveness prayers, peacemaking. And when people so the reaction that declares our identity, that declares who we are, they start to question the faiths. Many of them, they came to Christ and they know that these people are holy. These people are different. And here in the States, we need to be that. The church should be different. The church should stand boldly to proclaim the gospel and the values of the kingdom. And not to buy any strategy of the enemy of fear or war or uh, killing people. But the church is following the king of peace. The prince of peace. And the church should hear its voice. Should be loud in that. So... God wants His people for the earth, for the nations, for the needy people to be priests, to pray and bring good news and also to be an example, to be holy, to be different, to be special because they follow a special God. And then, number three, future. The trip or the journey from from here. When my people, when you recognize what I did with you in the past and my great salvation, and when I remind you of your role as priests and holy nation, then let us look forward to the future. What should we do when we go from here? Let, let us turn to First uh, Peter chapter 2. This is a quotation, Peter Dead, quoting the same verse that we are talking about. It says, but, First Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen people, my, my precious treasure, a real Priesthood, kingdom of priests, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Why why is that? That you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. This is the message. This is the role. It says, remember who you are. You may, you remember what I did to you. And then, that you may declare the praises. The word declare here, came in, in its Greek roots, came from the same world of evangelism, or gospel, evangelion, to proclaim the good news, the praises, the... the, the, the great things in our God, His attributes, He sends us to declare that, to carry the good news to the world around us. And He tells us that we are missionaries. We are sent to the world. Jesus said, As the Father sends me to the world, I send you. And in Luke chapter 3, chapter 4, he talks about his mission, that the, 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 the Spirit of the Lord appointed me to, to carry the good news for prisoners, for poor, for people who are in slavery. This is the message we should carry as a church to the world. There are many civil organizations can do many things, but only the church has the responsibility to proclaim the gospel of salvation of our lord if there is any hope for this world it will be through the church and the christians so remember that we are all called to be missionaries and this not only for full-time missionaries or for pastors and priests and staff members in parachurch organizations or so. No. It's a call for every Christian. Because you might be the only one in your place that God can use to proclaim the good news. In your company, in your office, in your school, in your university, in in anywhere you are, in your neighborhood, you are a missionary. And God is calling you to proclaim His praises. Because we were saved and we are priests and we are special people. God shows them to use in His world. When we go out from here, let us carry hope and peace that the world is crying for. The world is a real need. The world is desperate to see a hope for the future. And we have this good news in our Lord Jesus Christ. Should we follow our call and put ourselves under our God so we will be His tool to fulfill His mission to this world. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise your name because of the salvation you gave us in your Son who died on the cross to give us forgiveness of our sins and to give us eternal life. Lord, I I thank you that you made us priests and made us special people for a special God. Lord, help us to go from here, carrying the good news for the needy people around us. And help us to do this boldly, and to do this in depending upon you and the work of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.